Attention SLPs and OTs with existing private practices. Are you ready to level up your private practice and your life and make this your breakthrough year? If so, join us for Make More in 2024, a free training offered on Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern to discover how to shift from clinician to CEO. During the training, we'll talk about the importance of maximizing your income, adding revenue streams, setting up systems, and more so that you can ultimately work smarter and build a successful, sustainable, and sellable business. To sign up, just visit growyourprivatepractice.com backslash training. Don't miss the chance to learn how to effectively navigate the growth phase of the private practice journey. See you on the training. Are you feeling stuck in analysis paralysis when it comes to starting or growing your private practice? Analysis paralysis is very common for SLPs and OTs to experience, especially when doing things that they haven't done before, like private practice. There is a cost to staying stuck in indecision, a literal cost, in terms of money and or time, and I want to help you navigate through it so that you can have the successful private practice that you dream of. Today's episode is going to feature an excerpt from my new book, The Path to Private Practice, where I will share one of the five secrets of successful private practitioners that I cover in the book so that you can be successful in private practice too. So if analysis paralysis has stopped you from moving forward with your private practice goals and you're ready to leave it behind, this is a must-listen episode, so stay tuned. I'm Jenna Castro-Casbon, speech-language pathologist, business coach, and creator of the Start Your Private Practice system. And I'm on a mission to turn stuck SLPs into successful private practitioners. If you're tired of dealing with high productivity requirements, high caseload sizes, and low pay, it's time to take control of your professional, personal, and financial life and finally get the freedom, flexibility, and financial abundance that you deserve by working with private clients in your own practice. Join me here each week as I share tips, best practices, and inspirational interviews on the Private Practice Success Stories podcast. If you're a private practitioner or one in the making, you're in the right place, so let's get started. I cannot tell you how many times people have sent me messages on Instagram to tell me that they're feeling completely stuck in analysis paralysis. Maybe you are one of these people. From trying to decide if they should see private clients in the first place, to not being sure what to charge, to trying to decide which EMR to pick from, and more. There is a reason why people get stuck in analysis paralysis, which I'll share in a second. Just know that it's my job as a private practice consultant to help you get unstuck and moving forward. It's not doing you or your future clients any good to stay stuck. So this is important information for you to hear. Not only that, but the SLPs and OTs who are the most successful people in the store and grow your private practice programs have all faced analysis paralysis, but they handled it much differently than the ones who have stayed stuck. And that's part of what made them successful. The good news is that you can learn how to navigate analysis paralysis and move past it quickly so that you can move forward with your private practice goals. What you're about to hear is an excerpt from my new book, The Path to Private Practice, which is now available on privatepracticebook.com. This passage is from chapter four, 
Secrets of Successful Private Practitioners. So without further ado, let's jump into chapter four and start reading on page 96. How to break free from analysis paralysis and move forward toward your goals. Perfectionism is a form of procrastination. Brene Brown. There are many challenges that will inevitably arise when you open a private practice. There are always some external factors that you can't control. Pandemics, natural disasters, and so forth. There are also some obstacles that come from within you. It's like you can't get out of your own way, even before you've taken the first step. Does that sound strange? Well, consider this. One day I was waiting in line at the grocery store when I got a text message from a friend. She said, I've been thinking about starting a private practice for years, but I just keep stopping myself. I replied, why do you think that is? She said, I'm not sure. I just keep overanalyzing everything. So I asked her, what is one thing that you're stuck on? After a few minutes, she wrote back, well, I'm not sure how to hire people. I was a little confused and I scrolled back in the message to see if she was growing her private practice and not starting one. From her previous messages, it looked like she was still in the beginner stage and hadn't started yet. So I asked her a question to clarify. How many clients do you have? She promptly replied, zero. Zero, I thought. This gave me a lot of insight into why she was stuck. She was worrying about issues and decisions that she wouldn't face for months or even years to come. She was putting the cart way before the horse. This is a classic example of someone who is stuck in analysis paralysis. What is analysis paralysis? Analysis paralysis is the inability to make a decision due to overthinking a problem. This results in endless weighing of the pros and cons of various options and struggling to make a decision. I see analysis paralysis all the time. SLPs and OTs stop themselves from starting or growing their private practices by fretting over decisions big and small. They are so afraid to make any mistakes that they try to plan for every single contingency from the start. But if thinking about what might happen 10 steps down the road prevents you from taking the first step, you're never going to take the first step. Having noted my friend's analysis paralysis, I tried to redirect her focus. I said, how about I help you take care of the steps that you need to follow to protect your private practice and get your first clients? Then we can figure out hiring later. Okay, she said, I tend to overthink things, but I'll join your program. I sent her the link and she joined. A few months later, she still didn't have her first client. While this isn't necessarily a problem, most of the students in the START program get their first clients within a few weeks of working through the modules in the course. We know this because our program manager tracks the data, which we use to monitor student success. Sometimes life events keep people from taking action, pregnancy, illness, moving, etc., but I wanted to check on her anyway. I quickly figured out the problem. I'm working my way through module two, she told me, and I don't have a client yet because I still have so many questions. Have you asked your questions in the private student group so that the mentors can support you? Well, I've asked a few questions and they responded and they were great, but I'm still not sure how to proceed on a few things. I said, I understand. You have all of the information that you need to get started successfully, but at some point you have to take action. This is a, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink kind of situation. You're right, she said. To be honest, I don't know if she ever got her first client. Her analysis paralysis got in the way of her success. If she had started years ago, when she had first considered the idea, 
Think of how many clients she would have seen and been able to help and how much extra income she could have generated for her family. Analysis paralysis was literally costing her money. It's not good to make impulsive decisions about your private practice, but in order to have a successful private practice, you need to make decisions that will move your company forward. Struggling private practitioners let roadblocks, big or small, stop them in their tracks. Successful private practitioners see roadblocks and quickly find ways to go around them. Why SLPs and OTs are so susceptible to analysis paralysis. SLPs and OTs are particularly susceptible to analysis paralysis for a few reasons. First, we're smart. We're critical thinkers who know how to analyze things. Graduate school and clinical practice are all about analyzing and synthesizing information so that we can make the best decisions for our clients. Another reason why SLPs and OTs are so susceptible to analysis paralysis is because we tend to be risk-averse and worry about making, air quotes, wrong decisions. After all, a mistake can negatively impact a client. But making mistakes is part of life and integral to learning. Being informed is the best way to reduce your chances of making a mistake. But at some point, you have to move forward with the best solution that you've come up with. Actually, you've already learned how to move past analysis paralysis. Think back to your early clinical practice when you weren't sure how to interpret a diagnostic score or pick which treatment approach to use with a client. You knew that your client was depending on you to make a decision for them, so you used the information that you had to make the most informed decision that you could. If you tried something and it didn't work as expected, you reevaluated the decision and changed course. You can do the same thing with your business. Here's what happens if you don't move past analysis paralysis. It's easy to get stuck in analysis paralysis when you're considering a decision that you've never faced before and you don't feel fully equipped to make. For example, one of the first decisions that you have to make as a private practitioner is how much to charge for your services. That's a big decision. Here are some common questions that people have when thinking about their private pay rate. How much should I charge? How much are other people charging? What are people in my area able to afford? How will I collect the payment? Should I build them at the time of the session or send an invoice? If I send out invoices, should I do it weekly or monthly? What HIPAA-compliant platforms are available? Should I accept insurance? You may not have the answers for all of these questions. Some people agonize over the answers to these questions for years. Years! These are the kinds of questions and information that we support our students with on a daily basis inside of the Start Your Private Practice program. Imagine if you spent the last two years worrying about whether you should charge $100 per session or $80 per session. You've been losing money. If you had chosen to charge $80 and only had three sessions per week, you would have earned $24,960 over that time period. That's two years times three clients a week at $80 an hour. Again, that's almost $25,000. That's what I mean when I say that being stuck in analysis paralysis is expensive. The lesson here, make the best decision that you can with the information that you have and then move on. Nine times out of 10, you'll be fine. Almost all air quotes mistakes can be fixed later, just like when a treatment approach doesn't work out as planned. Case study, meet Renee Robles and Christina Ramos. 
Renee and Christina are private practitioners who run Five Oaks Speech Therapy in California. They had a dream of opening five brick-and-mortar locations within five years. That's right, five clinics in five years. And guess what? They did it. When the pandemic hit, they scrambled to make some quick decisions to keep their private practice afloat. They had to choose a telepractice platform in order to continue serving their clients and make sure that their employees got paid. They didn't waste time agonizing over small differences between companies and platforms. They picked one and quickly moved forward. When you're starting and growing a private practice, it's natural to face roadblocks. How you handle them will determine how successful you become. When you're stuck, you're not helping anyone. If you want to help people, get unstuck and move forward. Takeaways. Analysis paralysis is normal, especially when facing new decisions. When you're starting or growing a private practice, you will face unexpected roadblocks. You can choose to let them stop you, or you can work through them. If you're stuck, you're not helping others or yourself. Action is the best way to help people. Thinking and overthinking doesn't help you reach your goals. Action does. So make the best decision you can and move forward toward your goals. You've got this. I hope that hearing about why SLPs and OTs are so susceptible to analysis paralysis when it comes to private practice was helpful, and that you now understand the cost of staying stuck in terms of time and money, and you feel armed with strategies for how to break free from it. You also heard the story of Renee Robles and Christina Ramos, who during the very beginning of COVID had to act quickly to decide which telepractice platform to go with in order to keep their practice afloat and get their employees paid. It's okay to weigh the pros and cons and think through different options, but you can't stay there indefinitely and run a business. You need to weigh the options and move forward with the best decision that you can, just like you do for your clients when you complete an evaluation and decide which treatment approach to try first. If this passage was helpful to you and you'd like to learn the other secrets of successful private practitioners so that you can learn and utilize these skills in your own private practice, head on over to privatepracticebook.com and pick up your copy of my new book, The Path to Private Practice. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next week for another episode of the Private Practice Success Stories podcast. Till then. Well, this episode might be over, but we don't have to say goodbye. Head on over to independentclinician.com for resources that will help you at each stage of your private practice journey. If you're on Instagram, let's connect. Follow me and send me a DM. I'm at independent clinician. And if you're on Facebook, make sure that you join the SLP and OT Private Practice Beginners Facebook group. All right, off to help more regular SLPs and OTs become successful private practitioners. Let me know if I can help you too.